Hey guys, welcome to the 20 something podcast. We're your host, Priscilla. And hey guys, I'm Jaylene. Just to give you guys a brief intro on what the 20 something podcast is about, it's about self love, mental health, and self improvement. It's based on both of us, we're both 25 years old. And we started working on our mental health during the quarantine, the pandemic. And we realized that we learned a lot and we gained a lot from the research and the things that we were doing to improve our lives, but also improve the way that we saw each For other. Sure. Yeah. Um, season one is already out, so please go check it out on Spotify, Apple and Google. And now we're excited to get into season two. So today's episode, we're going to speak on a taboo topic insecurities i mean i'm sure it's something that we all like hesitate to talk about because we want to appear like our best selves in front of everyone but i feel like in order to be our best selves it's important to talk about these insecurities yeah and especially like on social media and everything that's going on um i feel like being on instagram and having all these platforms you always see everyone as being like perfect because I mean, that's your feed. That's what you want to present, but it's not always the case. So it's also nice to be able to see that, you know, people have feelings and like, <laughs> right, we do have insecurities. So to start off, I'm going to ask Deline a question. Um, so when was your first rejection? You know, it's so crazy, Priscilla. When I was thinking about this episode and how we were going to record this, I was kind of nervous because I'm like, what am I going to like talk about? Mm-hmm. Like what's going to come out? Um, And when I thought about rejection, because I think rejection can go in so many directions, the first thing that came to mind was like high school, because I've never thought about rejection in such a like meaningful way or something that would impact my life. And I think for anyone that, I mean, was in high school and experienced like senior year or junior year, and it was like the time for you to sign up for college applications and stuff like that. I feel like that was the first time where it was like a thing where like you didn't want to be rejected Mm. because people made it seem like if you didn't get into the school that you wanted, like basically after that, your life would kind of go to shit and you would have to like sacrifice or go into like a regular school that you didn't want to go to. And so I think that's when I took rejection seriously because like you don't want to get a letter in the mail saying, hey, unfortunately, yeah, um, we're not accepting you or something like that. So I think that's when I thought about rejection. Mm-hmm. I think for me, in like a more general perspective, it was like in middle school during that time. I don't know if you know this about me, but I used to move around a lot. So I was like in three different schools, like within a span of two years at one point. And like, so it was always like trying to make new friends and like always feeling rejected because I feel like the people around me didn't want to know about me and also in my head I'm like I may not be here for long enough so I'm just gonna reject people myself so I like use it as a defense mechanism that's interesting Mm -hmm. and also crazy at the same time so insecurities are not spoken about enough because society has been shaped at least in America to always show our best selves and to internalize things that are negative this results in us not being able to properly handle life issues and dealing with them in not the best way Um, These insecurities can result in us questioning our intelligence, capabilities, appearance, worth, and even our impact in the world. Our insecurities stem from many factors. We're going to speak about these today, and we hope that we can give you insight on how you can cope with them. And we want to give you guys a disclaimer. We are not psychologists, psychiatrists, or medical professionals. Please consult a professional if your insecurities are an issue in your day-to-day life. Now to get on with the episode. So we read an article on Psychology Today, which lately seems to be your favorite website, (laughs) Um, uh, that touches on the three types of insecurities and how to beat them. And I'm going to go over the first one. So the first insecurity is based on recent failure or rejection. 
So pretty much our happiness has a correlation with our life, su- life success. Um, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but like if things are not going the way we want them to, or if we lose someone, or if we lose a job, or we have a negative health event happen in our lives, we tend to view those around us as well as everything we experience in a more negative light, especially just because we have that struggle within us. These events can impact the person differently depending on their self-esteem. So like if someone has like a higher self-esteem than someone else, like it might be like more life-changing for this person versus like for the other individual. Yeah, and I think when I think about recent failure, it almost brings me back again to school and education because that was something that I always feared, like failing at something. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't always like a straight A student, but I always tried to achieve like, you know, B's and A's, like pretty good grades. And so when I was in school, I used to realize that when I did bad or it wasn't the best that I wanted it to be, that I would always put pressure on myself and I would almost feel like if I didn't do well, then I'm just a complete failure. Because I think when you're growing up, you're always trying to choose what you're good at and what you're not. And so if you know that you're really good at something, you try to stick to that because you know that's going to make you happy. Right. Um, and I think that almost extends throughout like your life because then you realize, okay, I may suck at this and I may fail at this, but I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to even experience the fact that I can't do something. Mm-hmm. So it's much easier for me to just strive on the things that I like or that I'm good at because then I don't have to go so deep within and think about all the things that I've done that I have failed at, I mm-hmm. guess. Oh, that's an interesting perspective, and I agree with that, and it makes sense, and I mean, for the majority of us, we don't really want to do things we're bad at. Like, that doesn't make us feel great. And for the second one is lack of confidence and social anxiety. A lot of us, whether we like to admit it or not, are afraid of appearing inadequate to our friends or loved ones. Usually, this can result in anxiety, feeling like you don't belong, or just not feeling enough in general. A lot of this stems from not fitting in as a child. Parents have high expectations and pressure we put on ourselves. This in result makes it seem like social situations are much more extreme than what they really are. And I mean, I can speak for myself. (laughs) I've had social anxieties like all my life. And I think now it's getting better because like I'm finding myself and I know who my true self is and I trust my body. I trust my mind. So I know that I have myself and I I think in one of the episodes we speak about it and it's the episode about mental health and checking in with Arancha and we speak about like trying to find who we are as people so that when we go on through life and we find obstacles we're always coming back to ourselves like our body is our home and so that if we know that then it becomes easier to understand that pain is coming and things will happen but we will be okay and I think social anxiety was a big one for me growing up because I mean you just said about talking about like moving schools Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out who your friends were going to be every time you moved and that was the same situation for me except I never moved so I always had social anxiety because every time I was put in like new environments I was already a shy kid so like trying to find friends or like be able to speak to people about topics and stuff like that like I was never the one to like put myself out there and so growing up social anxiety like if you if I had to do anything like I was already trembling (laughs) wow I mean I feel that too because I mean I have social anxiety as well and like what I've noticed especially is that like things are much more like dense and like serious in our heads than like what it actually is and like and it's I think it all ends up being because like we're our biggest critic. Like yes. we, the way that we see ourselves, we, we are afraid that someone else is going to see the same thing as us. Which is so crazy because <laughs> it's just like your mind is saying all these things. Right. And like no one else is seeing yeah. that. 
And I've been definitely in situations, even now in my 20s, where like I'm already like preconditioned to believe something that someone's going to say something about me. And so like I'm already shaking or like nervous or anxious to be at a certain place. And like I almost have to stop myself and be like, wait, like you're not there yet. What are you worrying about? Mm-hmm. Like you're not you're not in the situation. You're not in the environment yet. So like you don't know what's going to happen. And I don't know if you've ever seen this meme on Instagram where it's kind of like worrying about something is for nothing yeah. because you can't change the fact of what's going to happen and you also don't know what's going to mm-hmm. happen. And I try to remember that every single time I become very anxious and like social gatherings or things like that because it's all in our heads and I think we, we need to start realizing that. The third one is insecurity driven by perfectionism. And this one connects very much with social anxiety because, again, about the whole being self-critical. Some of us in general just have high standards with the things that we do. I mean, I put myself in this category, like such as having the perfect job, the perfect body, the perfect home. The reality is that as much as we try, there are external factors that can limit us from achieving what we want, such as having a bad boss or not having the genes for the perfect body. No one fucking does. Or factors like money, and money is a huge one for sure. Um, (laughs) Worrying about not being good enough can lead to other issues such as depression, anxiety, eating disorders, and chronic fatigue. For I feel like I fall in like a mix between social anxiety and like the perfectionism factor just because of like not only like the perfectionism that was put in by myself and my family as well, like to succeed, especially because like we're immigrant to this country. So it's something that like I've definitely become way better at and have accepted that failure is something great and i don't know if you've noticed this about me but like the reason why i also try so much shit is because like i want to make sure that i don't have that perfect standard in my head and i'm constantly wanting to fail so that i know that it is okay to fail which is i think that's such a great thing to do if you're constantly doing something that you're afraid of you're gonna get to one day where you're just not gonna care and you're not gonna be afraid about it anymore so i commend you for that that's the goal that takes a lot And I think we all have a bit of each of these insecurities in varying degrees. So we want to talk about solutions. And the first one is insecurity based on recent failure or rejection. Um, The ways that you can resolve this is by giving yourself time to heal and to adapt. Uh, Pursue hobbies and things you love. Speak to people you trust. Push towards your goal. Try another way if things fail. Just to connect this insecurity, I mean, for me, it's not an insecurity anymore because I was surprised at how I bounced back from it. But recently, I got rejected from a job that I really wanted. And I remember when I initially found out, like after going through interviews that I didn't get it, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm disappointed. But like 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, OK, they're nah. lost on to the next one. Yeah, yeah, because it's important to also like realize your self-worth and that you are able to contribute to something. And just because you didn't get chosen, it doesn't mean that you weren't good enough for it. It's just it wasn't the right moment or it wasn't the right fit. Oh, and adding to that, I also think it's about understanding your value and your worth. Because we said this in season one, but I think sometimes with interviews, it's almost like feeling like you're not good enough when you're going into it. But you have to realize that the company needs you more than you need them. Because there's always going to be a new job that you can find. There's always going to be a way to find some type of income. I feel like a lot of people think that money isn't out there, but it is. You just have to really go out there and find it. And with interviews, including myself, I used to literally like start trembling and shaking in the room when I was speaking to someone. And I had to think about that and analyze that because I don't want to live my life always being anxious and nervous about everything. Um, because it's just not healthy, you know? And I realized that with interviews, you're the one that's in control. Like, no one... The worst thing that can happen to you is them saying no, like you said. And if it's not a good fit and they don't hire you, 
this is something that I've always said, you're lost mm -hmm. because I know what I can bring into a company. I know the skill set, the the way that I can be extremely detailed. And if they are looking for someone else, then it just wasn't it wasn't the right fit, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. So a solution for having a lack of confidence and social anxiety. And I feel like this connects to the rejection one is to remind yourself that you're important, worthy individual, just as anyone else. And in social situations, to think about topics that you could speak on, like beforehand, like, oh, maybe I could ask this person these questions. What have they been up to? And like try to connect it in one way or the other. I know yes. that's something that I personally do. That has helped me a lot. You could also like Google questions. Yes. And yeah. I've done that because sometimes it's just like you want to be prepared to have open body language. But I'm very I'm someone that it has taken a long time for me to have open body language and like be able to have a good conversation with someone that's like a stranger or random. And I think with my line of work being a makeup artist, you're always put in a situation where you don't want things to be awkward and you're always working with people. And so I've learned to like talk about the weather, ask them what they're where they're from. I forgot where I saw this, but I remember seeing someone say like, if you ever get stuck in a situation where you feel awkward and uncomfortable, ask them questions about them because people love to talk about, about themselves. themselves. Yep. Like that's something that's never going to change. When someone is interested in you in the ways that they're asking you questions, you almost feel like it's like an open book. People start to open up and then you find out more and then it becomes easier to have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And then your anxiety slowly starts to like dwindle. Yeah, mm -hmm. away. That was a great point. Again, to connect this, I think it's also important just to put yourself out there and go out to social events. Like, even if you feel nervous, and like you said before, so that you get used to doing the activity, because it's like, if you start to avoid something, you're going to overthink it more and more in your head, and it's just going to get worse. You're going to, it's always just going to, it's gonna like a balloon. It's going to get so big that eventually it's going to explode. You're going to explode, and then you're going to have a panic attack. And, and, I, and I also think that if you are someone that struggles with, like, social gatherings or social anxiety, Try taking yourself out on dates, like mm -hmm. by yourself, mm -hmm. because it'll make you uncomfortable and realize that there's nothing to be uncomfortable about. Yes. Because if you go on a date by yourself and you go out to eat and you do these things, and I had to do these things in college, right? Because when you go to college, um, I was a commuter, so it was very difficult for me to make friends. And I did make a couple friends, but again, we're in college, we're adults, we all have our own lives and jobs. So what I would do is I would go wherever I wanted to go and again, just having open body language and being open if someone's going to come around and say something about like what you're eating or trying to have a conversation. And then the more that you do that by habit, it becomes better. So mm -hmm. then when you're put in social gatherings, you understand that you have yourself and you trust yourself. Mm -hmm. So it makes it easier for you to be able to have a conversation with someone else and not feel so much pressure. Right. Yes. And I think it's important that when you go out to set realistic goals on like, how much time you can be out and like how much energy you actually have to do these things and like to ultimately be honest with yourself if you're willing to put yourself out there as much as you think you can because like in your head like you want to be like oh i want to be the social person so i'm going to try to do that but it's like all about small steps and i think yes. that's with any situation in the world you need to start small and steady and see like one day maybe ask a question maybe the other day ask more questions and like open up more Again, it's a process. And also, if you're doing too much, it ends up feeling like you're being fake. Mm -hmm. Like, that's the worst thing to be. I say always be your true, authentic self in any place that you are. Um, there's always going to be times where we have to tweak our personalities in order to, like, blend into a circle or something like that. But don't ever forget to always be yourself mm -hmm. and don't give too much. 
yes. to the crowd or wherever you are because you never want to feel like you're doing something that's not even you yeah and then you end up like men- mentally exhausted emotionally exhausted And the last point is that to notice that those around you are going through their own stuff. You'd be surprised how entangled and like in their head people are about their own shit. And they're like thinking about things that people don't want to notice about them. And the third one is insecurity driven by perfectionism. And how can we resolve this? So I think you should evaluate yourself on the effort you're put in and not the outcome. It is not all or nothing. It is more about the gray areas focusing on that can set a more realistic expectation. Mm-hmm. Is putting your full energy into everything going to change things substantially? And just to jump in into this question, I feel like, again, it connects to the whole like, taking small steps to do something. Sometimes putting your full energy just like makes the situation worse with just anything. Yes, so. I feel like this morning. <laughs> uh, before we were filming this episode, I was trying to create like an art to put as a post and striving for perfectionism in the way of like being making sure that the words were shifting in the way that i wanted it to and i cannot tell you i spent like 20 minutes on something that was so minor and minimal and every time i kept on clicking on and off because i wanted to make sure that it looked good and it was perfect but again like not everything could be perfect and i think i just i was taking it way too far and i think sometimes you have to analyze that like am i doing damage by trying to make it better yes or like because you know sometimes you do something well and then you're Keep on trying to perfect it. And then once you go back to it, it's like completely wrong. Mm-hmm. So you have to like trust your instincts and understand that some things are just meant to be how they are. And you have to move on. on. Yes. And the last one, perfectionists have conditional self-esteem. When they are doing well, they love themselves. But when they're not on top, they dislike themselves. Can you learn to like yourself even when you're not doing well? Ooh. Mm-hmm. That, that a- one like hit my soul because... <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I know because it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I think I have like this huge defect in myself that if I don't like succeed at something and like for me in my head, succeed is like in like a fucking astronomical level. Like if I don't do like really fucking well close to perfect to them, I feel like inferior or not, or not good enough. And like that's not that's very damaging yeah. for a person. Yeah, I think when I, I think about that question, I mean, um, we we put something recently on our Instagram. Go follow us at the 20SP. But um, there was a post that we posted about, like, um, the pandemic and how we've changed so much since then. And you would think, like, it's only been a couple months. But I think I've done the most growth within these couple months than I've done in, like, an entire lifetime. I agree. Because this question would have made me cringe. Interesting. In 2019. Mm-hmm. And I think the the best thing that came out of 2020 was understanding to love myself in any any situation and always coming home to myself. And when I think about like learning to love yourself when you're not doing well, I think that's when you're really testing how much you truly care about yourself. If you're not at your best mental state right now, try to find ways. And we have a bunch of episodes on these things about self-care and about self-love and how to heal your mind and your soul. So that way you're able to understand that failure is okay. You don't always have to reach for perfectionism. And being anxious is okay. You just have to learn how to manage those things so those things don't take control of you. Mm -hmm. And we understand that these things are easier said than done. But (laughs) the reality is that feeling insecure is something that's normal. It's something that's always going to happen. Just because at one point in your life you're at an all-time high, it doesn't mean that months later you're going to be at an all-time low. But I hope these tools hopefully help y'all 
when you are at those all-time lows to deal with these situations and like Jaylene said to come back to yourself and like assess the situation and knowing how you could improve because I know there have been points for me personally when like I have let myself get down to the point where it's like severe like I could have definitely like if I had these tools I could have definitely done better yeah and I agree too I've honestly I've had moments where I'm like stupid 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 like how could you not know how to do this yeah and again because I'm an anxious person I've always like been someone that to worry a lot and be an overthinker and you have to learn how to silence that and silence your mind in times where you already don't feel okay and I mean some solutions that I've used on myself is like again we've mentioned this before but journaling has been a Mm -hmm. huge help um and it's gotten to the point where like sometimes I don't even write my journal um, I'll speak to a friend and just let it all out. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like my healing point mm-hmm. because if I'm speaking about it in any way, shape, or form, whether it's writing it on a piece of paper, uh, recording my voice, or speaking to a friend, I feel like after that, like my mind is at ease because I'm no longer thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I've already set it free. And that has been a huge help for me in those situations. I also think about meditation. And meditation doesn't have to be something that's super fancy. I think a lot of people think meditation is like being like Buddha or like Mm -hmm. a monk. And like crossing your legs and being there for so long. But to be honest with you, there are times where I meditate for two two to three minutes. And it's like the... The quickest thing where I'm just like learning how to breathe and understanding that I, when I feel like anxious, just to breathe and breathe correctly and that's mm-hmm. going to save you. And I definitely recommend this to everybody because it will be awkward in the beginning, but you'll learn so much about yourself and you'll become much more resilient with things that are happening in your like real life. Um, I hope that this episode has allowed you guys to learn about yourselves and We hope that maybe with this, you guys could go into a bit of more introspection about yourselves. I personally think it's always important for us to know ourselves and realize that, like, again, we're not perfect humans. Just like where my head is going right now is there are so many individuals that I see that are like so in their heads about life, like not being at the perfect place at the perfect time, not achieving things when they're supposed to achieve it. And I think we spoke about this in the past episode with Arantxa. And it's just important that to know that ultimately, like, you have to do things at your time. And, like, it's up to you. This is your life and no one else's. And to add to that and to end it, to end this episode, um, I want to read you guys a meme that I found on Instagram that, like, really, like, not in the sense that it changed my life, but it made me realize how far I've come. And it says, when I was 17, I used to admire people with luxuries. Now I admire people with inner peace. And I think that's a huge thing because we always think about like, like you just said, people are always in their heads about life and everything that's going on. And sometimes we can forget that it's like something so minor and so small as to what like the earth is and the world is. And I think the best thing that you can have is inner peace because you can't buy it. And it takes a lot of work, hard work, internal hard work for you to realize that inner peace will save you from like basically everything. And it's a painful process and it takes getting to know yourself to get to that point. I think the earlier, the better, in my opinion. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. And if you guys have any questions or want to comment on this episode, you guys can go to our Instagram. Follow us at the 20SP. We are also available on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, wherever you can find a podcast. We're there. And we really want to connect with you guys. So if you guys ever have anything to talk about, we're completely open because we know that mental health is very hard and it takes a lot of time for you to realize um, what's right and what's wrong and what you really want to see in yourself. Mm -hmm. 
So thank you all so much for listening. Again, we hope you got some insight from this episode. We hope you get to sit down and get to know yourselves better. And we hope to see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.